them to sneeze? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Amen. Amen. Sorry, I'm going to have to make yeah, yeah, Bill. I saw how tired you came in. You you came in looking real tired, so we know if someone snores, it's you. Somebody threw me under the bus last night. Oh, sorry. Are you throwing her under the bus now? I feel like the, that's what's happening. He's the one that stayed out until 2 a.m. I thought it was at your shop. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, you've already been. He's already been driving the bus this morning. You just didn't realize it. Oh, goodness. It just came to Scrabble until 2 in the morning. That's what 50 plus year old people do. Let's Scrabble until 2 a.m. I need probably some of that in my life. Okay, so I have a joke. Okay? Sounds like BG's So. There is, a, there is a pastor I listen to that always does a joke before, until you know it. And so, like, I always really enjoy them because they're so bad. And so I was like, I just want to do this, like, once or twice. I like to pepper them in that way because it makes it, you know, sometimes we get in here and it's just kind of, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it just gets us thinking a little bit, okay? So this is the joke. You ready? A bus full of ugly people had a head-on collision with a truck. Okay, that's how this starts. Don't get offended. Okay, this is a no offense zone. Do not be offended. There's not going to be cussing in it or anything. Don't worry. I'm just saying don't get offended if you feel like you're ugly. Well, well, well. A bus full of ugly people had a head-on collision with a truck. When they died, God granted all of them one wish. The first person said, I want to be gorgeous. God snapped his fingers and it happened. The second person said the same thing and God did the same thing. This went on and on throughout the group. God noticed that the last man in line was laughing hysterically. By the time God got to the last ten people, the last man was laughing and rolling on the ground. When the man's turn came, he laughed and said, I wish they were all ugly again. (laughs) That's sick. But really funny. There's like, you type in Christian jokes and you get some really, really bad ones. That one was really good. <laughs> like really just corny, just way too corny. Like jokes no one would even, I didn't even get them. Like I don't, I don't know who these jokes are for, but it's not me. Okay, so we are in Proverbs. Um, we are still camping out in Proverbs 3. I think today we're going to make it through verses 5 through 8, which is exciting. Um, there's still a lot of for 3 though. So... Um, we're going to do kind of like what we did. I'm going to read, I'm going to read all 1 through 12 because I think there's a, there's something special in Proverbs 3, 1 through 12 because it's really showing, I feel so tight up here. I feel like this is like, I can't move. I need to, I'm a, I'm very active. Like when I talk, I like to have some space. Um, but that this, this section of Proverbs, we're moving out of just like regular wisdom. We're moving out of just talking about, Hey, this is what we need to do for our life. Like these are, these would be smart things to do. Um, just for in, in general, and then it's actually moving into how we actually connect with God, how we actually are supposed to connect with the Father, like what wisdom is supposed to do for our spiritual life, not just our, our just like normal everyday, everyday life. And so uh, I'm going to read Proverbs 3, 1 through 12. It'll be on the screen. It says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart, let your heart keep my commandments for length of days and years of life. In peace they will add to you. Let not steadfast love with faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. 
write them on the tablet of your heart. So you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Honor the Lord, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof. For the Lord reproves him who he loves as a father, the son in whom he delights. Jesus, right now, I pray you just uh, bless this message, God. I pray you just bring whatever wisdom, God, you want us to glean from this, God, what you've hidden in here for us. I hope, I pray that you help us just um, extract it, God. Help us to pull it out. God, and if, it, if it's something that... Um, that is totally different than what you've given me this past week, God. Um, we just leave that open to you, Jesus. We just want to hear your voice. want to hear your wisdom. We want to hear your guidance. Um, we want heavenly wisdom, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so Proverbs 3, uh, 5, 5 through 8. So um, the biggest thing, what I like about this the most is because I love talking on scriptures that are common. Okay, so that Proverbs 3, 5 through 8, this is like a scripture that we see like written on stuff all the time. If you go to Hobby Lobby or you go somewhere, like it's always on a plaque, right? Um, Trust the Lord with all your heart, lean not in your own understanding. If you've done ever done any type of like scripture memory, so like like Gowanus, or not Gowanus, Awanas, yeah. Um, and then, or like did anything like any with, uh, um, oh, what's the nav, navigate, nav staff stuff, they do some good scripture yeah, memory. Navigators, yeah, they do some uh, Dawson. That's a good thing. Um, they do some cool scripture. Remember, this is like one of the first basic memory, like memory verses that you, you come in contact with. Trust me with all your heart. Super common. What I like about talking about the common one, ones are that um, we kind of like, we get them internalized and we think we know them. And so we actually stop paying attention to what they mean, what they say. Right? It becomes, it's something that's just like a saying. It's something, it's just a verse. It doesn't, it's not a, not necessarily a deep verse anymore because we hear it all the time, right? We've seen it. We, we know it. It's like, you know, um, John three sixteen, right? Anybody get the feels when you, like, see that? I mean, I kind of do, so if you do, that's fine. Um, but if you, just, if you just treat it as something that's, like, a, that's always there, it loses its specialness. And so I like to really walk through these really common verses because there's so much depth that's inside of those things and so many little directions you could go. Um, that's, the, that's my, I like to, uh, depths in the shallows, right? Find depths in the shallows. Think of something shallow, we'll find something deep in it. Okay? Um, so, trust the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your... He, I'm sorry, I have it memorized in King James Version and this one completely messes it up for me. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. It should be he will make your paths straight. I don't know why they switched that. Just mess me up, I guess. So... Um, like I said, we're moving out of like the wisdom of like, hey, this is like this are these are good general ideas of what to do. Like, you know, you should love people and you should love people in a very certain way. Last week we talked about how love actually looks like faithfulness, right? It actually looks like choosing someone, not just feeling something for someone, right? Which is a good like that's like a that's a cool thing that we get to kind of use like whether that deals with God or not, right? That just benefits our life. Um, this stuff, really what the, these next verses and stuff like that totally deal with how we relate to God, how we relate to him and who he is and what wisdom we can use when we're coming before God. Because I mean, I understand like we have, you have to have wisdom when you're coming before like an all powerful God, right? He's our father. He loves us, but we need wisdom in that. There's a way to do this thing and there's a way to come before him and a, and a way to even, um, even to act or even to orient your life so that you can re- receive goodness from him. 
And so this will be your first fill in the blank. Okay, well, I'm, I'm switching it up again. This page. No one sees that? No one's, It's the spirit. We need to go back to chapter one. No, I don't want to go back to chapter one. You camp there too long. Let me use my water bottle. Cheer. This is spirit of the air conditioner. So that's your first one. Want to be wise? Trust him. Want to be wise? Trust him. That's a really simple one, right? Everybody thinks that, right? We should trust God. And I think, I think this really, because it, uh, it says trust, trust the Lord with all your heart. Like, it's not just like trust God, like, hey, we should like think about God and trust aspects of him. It actually says we should trust God with all of our heart, like our wholeness, all of our being. Right? And what I think is really interesting in this is that it, this actually causes us to like to make a decision. Because God's either trustworthy or he's not. Right? He, he either is who he says he is. Jesus either is who he says he is, or he's not. There's no, there's no in-between. It's not that he's sometimes trustworthy, but I can't trust him with this. Right, because we all have those things in our life where like, we, we walk around and we'll, we'll, like, God, I trust you, I trust you, but we'll like, keep hidden like, the thing that we actually don't trust him with. Right? Like we don't want God to touch it. And sometimes that really gets exposed. Um, it gets exposed in Christian circles or get, get exposed like in... Um, in services and stuff like that because we'll talk about certain issues and you can feel it. You can feel like the, the anxiety of talking about the thing, right? So if like we start talking about money, like you can feel it. And I've done that absolutely in the past. You start to like, you start to pull back a little bit. Like I don't want to talk about money. Why are we talking about money? Right? That's not something you're, you're trusting anyone with. Right? That's your thing that you're protecting. Right? That's, there, you have, if there's anxiety around it, if there's any type of, of you trying to protect it or feel like you, ha, you ha, can't expose it to anyone else, like you're, there's, there's no trust there. That's you, that's you in control. And so I think it's really interesting, like when we're, when we're talking about God and stuff like that, we say, like, I want to, I trust you, God, but, but we actually, we don't live our lives in a way that we actually do. We don't orient our lives in a way that we actually trust him, right, because we hold stuff. And so in this, like, God's, like, leading and throughout this thing, like, through these little verses, like, he's leading us on this little path of showing, like, hey, like, hold on. My mouth is moving faster than my brain. <coughs> Bless you. Nah, I'm not going to go down that trail. Okay. So, um, but talking about, like, God, he's either who he says he is or not. We have to make a decision. I think that, that's the most important thing when we're talking about wisdom with the Lord, like wisdom with the Father. Like, God either needs to be, we can either trust him and that trust that he loves us, trust that his character is there for us, that he actually wants to save us, that he wants to put his spirit in us, and that we get to be in heaven with him when we die. We either have to trust that or we don't. Like, it's kind of that, we either have to poop or you got pot, right? That's, that's the thing. That's Okay. I mean, that's just the thing. Like, we can't, like, you don't get to spend the rest of your life dancing around like, oh, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. Like, you're, you're not being a benefit to anyone. Because if you, if you don't trust him, if he's not who he says he is, then, then, you need to, then you need to make that decision and move on. Like, and God's giving you that option. And he loves you. And I'm not saying that he's not going to continue to, like, speak to you throughout your life and say, like, hey, like, um, like you know, come to me. He's not, he's not saying he's not going to continue to draw, draw you near. He absolutely is. That's what that's saying in his goodness. He's going to do that stuff. But we need to make a decision. He, he is either all trustworthy or he's not all trustworthy. And if we have aspects of our lives going, God is good, but he's not good in this part, like I'm, then he's not good. Right? He's, there's, there's not this both and thing. And so the trust thing, I really think it, it, makes, it forces us to, to, to make a decision. 
And then the thing that comes after the trust, because in order to have trust, you have to, you have, in order to have um, this, you have to have trust is, and your next fill in the blank. It's just want to be wise and you have to learn to submit to him. If you want to be wise, you have to learn how to submit. And that's really hard. Because you'll never submit to someone you don't trust. Right? And so what does it look like to actually submit to God? Right? What does it look like to, to, um, to choose him over us? And that's what submission is, right? When you're submitting, you're acknowledging someone's authority, right? You're acknowledging someone's authority over your life. Um, you know, we do that with our parents, right? Like, I mean, I'll, I'll submit to my mom sometimes uh, when we're fighting and stuff like that. I eventually submit because um, we butt heads, right? But you know what I mean? You're like, no, I acknowledge they have authority. I acknowledge that they're better at this than I am. I acknowledge that they have something that I don't. I acknowledge they have something I need, and I'm, I'm willing to, to like, sit underneath them to learn that thing. But in order to do that, and in order to expose yourself, in order to actually live in a life of submission, you actually have to trust that person, right? You have to trust that authority over you. If you, if you, just, if you are um, just doing what you're told, like that's not submission. You understand that? I think sometimes we, we get the work thing involved, and so just because you have a boss and you're told, like, hey, you have to submit to them because they have authority over you, that's not you submitting with your heart. That's you submitting because of, of they told you to do so. That's you following a rule. Right? Real submission looks like you actually submit with your life, you submit with your heart. So my wife, I am submitted to my wife. Like that's the words, right? As Christ is to the church, right? I would I would totally lay my down my life down for my wife. Um, I lay myself down all the time because when we get in fights and stuff like that, I want to be right. But I don't I don't want to be right. I want to be connected with her. So I submit like I submit myself and that, that good feeling I get from being right, the good feeling I get from winning the argument. I submit to her and say, no, I love you more. Like, I choose you in this, in this moment. That's not because someone told me to. I'm not doing that because God said, hey, you need to make sure that you love your life in this, wife in this way. I'm doing that because I understand what submission is, and I love her, and I actually want her to feel connected to me. Right? But I have to trust her in order to do that. So if we're going to be wise with Jesus, we have to learn to trust him. And it's from trusting him, it's from understanding that God, that you're good, trusting his character and learning about him. We should learn who God is, right? If you're having a trust issue with God, that God, I don't, I don't really think you are who you say you are. We need to figure that thing out, right? Isn't that the most important question of your life? Right? I mean, no one's, no one's promised tomorrow. Like, that's not like, this is not the thing to like, you know, sit on for the next 20 years. This is something to figure out. And if, if it turns out like you can't trust him, like, and you come to that conclusion, then you need to figure that next thing out, right? But it's important, and I think it's just the it's the it's the realizing how important it is, and not just treating this thing like it's just some like some thing we do in life, like like going to church is just something we do. No, we're talking about a relationship with the God of the universe, one who actually died for us and said, "Hey, like if you trust me, if you actually submit your life to me, I'll save you. I'll put my spirit in you, and I'll heal all that brokenness in you, so you can be with me forever." Right? That's the story. That's what we're doing. Trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. I think it's really important. Lean not on your own understanding. I think we have to come to a conclusion, like a place where we understand, like we don't really know that much. Right? Does anybody, anybody know that? Like you just really don't have a clue? 
right? And then I'm not saying that we need to have like this false sense of like, um, you know, insecurity or whatever like that. Like, oh, woe is me. I don't know very much. It's just you recognizing who he is and who you are. Like, I, I'm, I'm very limited, right? Like, all of us are limited in what we've experienced, what we know um, in comparison to him. And so not leaning on our own understanding, not trying to figure this thing out um, by our own, like our own selves. Because we understand our, like we understand that it's, the only thing we do understand is that it's not complete. We don't have, we don't have complete understanding. And there's something about that when we lean on our own understanding, when we're trying to do this thing ourselves, all of us have had, like we've had instances where we try to go through life, right? And we're just trying to make it work on our own. Right? Anybody do that? Like you just you go 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 and you make you you do it all yourself, right? And it's not that you're doing it on purpose. It's just something we we just like to do. Adam and Eve totally did this. Like as soon as they sinned in the garden, the first thing they did was they 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 got to work, right? They got to work and they sewed like fig leaves together. No, they hid themselves. I'm sorry. That was Jesus. God actually did that for them. Um, they they hid themselves though, <coughs> right? They tried to take they tried to take control of the thing. They didn't talk to God about it. They didn't do anything. It's like what do we need to do? Oh, we need to hide. So they This is your um, your uh, your last villain. Is that foolish people do it all themselves? Right. If we don't have a complete understanding, if we don't have a complete. Um, knowledge of how to do this thing, if, if, if we understand that our understanding isn't complete and we can't do it all, like trying to do it is just, it doesn't make any sense, right? We actually need help. There's a picture I found that I thought was really good. Look at that. There's you. <laughs> There's you trying to do it yourself. Yeah. Isn't that perfect? That doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's the problem. Yeah, the switch isn't on. That's the issue. Yeah. That's what. That's really what I was trying to get across here. Thank you. Switch isn't on. <laughs> Good grief. I think I think that this is. I think it's just a great. It's gone now. Okay. Um, I think it's just a great illustration though. Of like, you know, if you want to know how your how your life's in big trouble, you want to know how you're heading right for a mess. Like, you think you got it all figured out. That arrogance thing, like that cockiness thing, like and there's nothing wrong with being confident, right? There is there is room for confidence. We should be confident people, right? We should know we should know what we carry and know what we're good at. But the moment we walk into that territory where we think like we we have it all figured out, we don't need anybody else's input, like we can just plug into ourselves and make this thing work, we know we're headed right for disaster, right? The problem is though. When you're plugged into yourself like that, when you when you're all and you're all you're focused on you, you can't see anything outside of you, and you don't notice, you don't realize you're headed for a disaster. You don't realize there's a problem coming. And so that's why it's so important to take that time. Right? We talked about that several weeks ago. To take time out and ask God, God, what do you see in me that I that I need to be changing right now? What's going on? Where am I? One of the best questions you can ask God, um, Lord, where am I? Where am I trying just to take control of this thing? Where am I striving? And it's been a huge, I know that just that continuously comes up, um, that striving thing that will ruin your life. God, where am I striving? Where am I trying to make this thing work on my own power? Like, and, and show me, God, where am I headed for disaster? The other problem with trying to do it all on our own, uh, it's Mark 2, 17. This is Jesus, he's talking 
Um, he's talking with the Pharisees and stuff like that and talking with his disciples. It says, On hearing this, Jesus said to them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. So when you see Jesus like walking on the earth and stuff like that, the, the righteous, the, one, the ones that thought they had it all figured out, the Pharisees, right? The Pharisees and Sadducees, the very ones that hung Jesus on the cross, the ones that, that like thought they didn't need God at all, Jesus actually left alone. He let them do their own thing. He let them live their own life. He actually he didn't go out preaching to them. He actually made fun of them a lot, trying to get their hearts to like unhardened, right? He left them alone. He wasn't he he did not come to 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 help like those who aren't sick, right? He helped he helps those who actually need help, those who recognize it. Because if we're trying to do it on our own, he'll actually leave us alone. He's really good like that. He, I'm not saying he won't like he won't draw our hearts. I'm not saying he doesn't love us. I'm not saying that he'll just let us like go to hell. I'm not saying that he doesn't try. You're just saying, like, he respects us. He actually honors our choices. And if we think we can do it on our own, he'll give us that right. We have free choice, right? We get, to, we get to do this thing. We get to figure this thing out. But I think, it, I think it needs to put a little bit of urgency on us because we need to understand that we need to recognize our need for him. That's what salvation is, right? That's, that's the whole thing of salvation. Like, this Christianity thing is not complicated whatsoever. It's literally you recognizing your need for God. It's you, it's you unplugging yourself from yourself going, Lord, I need this to go into something that actually works. Right? And that's you, Jesus. I think, too, in that, that God, God is like, he, like, love, he is love, right? We talked about that last week. God is love. He actually wants you to want him. Is anybody like anybody like if you know if you have a spouse and stuff like that and they tell you they just love you because they're supposed to? Thanks. You know what I mean, right? Or your kids? If one of your kids said that or something like that, or like you know how that would that's not love, right? That's you just saying that you're you're following a rule, right? He doesn't actually want people to follow him because he demanded it so that we don't go to hell. That's not. I'm sorry. That's not a. That's not you plugging into to something. That's 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 you just kind of coming out of fear. He wants to be wanted. He wants to be needed. It, it's not much different than us. Now, he, does he need to be needed or wanted? Absolutely not. He's completely perfect himself. Him and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, they, they're good. They choose to let us into that thing. But if they're going to enter this relationship with us, if they're going to have a relationship with us, it's actually going to look like a relationship. It's not going to look like religion. It's actually going to look like, hey, I'm choosing you. You need to choose me back. And if you're calling out to me, if you're choosing me, I'm gonna, I will pursue you and meet you in there. Right? That's salvation. That's what Jesus died for. said like so much already on here I think a lot of this stuff like you know trust Lord with all your heart and lean not in your own understanding like all of it it really does it's boiling down to like us like keeping our hearts open it's us keeping our like God like whatever you want to do in this moment I'll trust you with it or just keeping your heart open for a voice I'm not saying that you have to like because sometimes like people are like I'm just listening for God's voice and then you do absolutely nothing until you hear his voice Right? That's not always how this thing works. A lot of this stuff is work. It's in process. So literally, it's you submitting your heart 
right? Saying, Lord, if you speak to me, if you say something clearly, I will turn the other direction, right? It's not necessarily you sitting on the ground waiting till you hear God and to, for him to say exactly what you need to do. It's you while you're in process, while you're living out life, while you're walking through this thing, you're continuously going, Lord, if you want me to turn around, I'll turn around right now. Right? It's li- that's living your heart in submission. Right? If we're submitted to, if we're submitted to each other, if we're submitted to a friend or a spouse and stuff like that, like, and they, at any moment, they probably have access to speak into our life. Right? If they don't have that access, there's no submission there. Correct? Right? So if you're submitted to someone and they and you are you are there's an understanding here, like, hey, at any moment you speak, I will listen. Because there's a respect there. Right? It's the exact same with God. But we can't get there unless we trust him. Okay? And this isn't like this isn't a blanket statement, because this all this like we our life is in pockets. Okay? We we like we do really well at trusting him in this thing, and then we do really bad at trusting him over here. Okay, so we get the reason like we get to spend this life and, and which I think is beautiful. God doesn't just fix all of our issues like that. We don't just meet Jesus and everything's hunky dory, right? Anybody had that? We'd like to meet you okay. and point out some flaws. Um, but you know, we don't we don't get that option. And so this life, like the reason we're still here, is so we can walk through a process, so we can build character, and so that we can love on people that are going through the exact same thing we are. Right? We're meant to help heal these these pockets that need healing in each other's lives. And so we need to recognize that, okay, Lord, I, where am I not trusting you? Or, or God, like, do I even trust that you are who you say you are at all? All this stuff is foundational. All this stuff, like, builds up. Like, it's, you know, we've got to make some decisions here. It's not like, you don't, it's not like a piecemeal thing. You just get to come and take a little bit of this and a little bit of that, like, and see kind of what, like, weird little thing I can create, right? We have enough, like, Frankenstein monster theologies out there, like, on who God is and stuff like that. And they're terrible. They're really bad. Um... Jesus, like, read this thing, and you come to the conclusion that God's actually pretty good, and he loves us, right? He's a good father, and we all feel it. You feel the draw. You know, like, if, if he actually is who he says he is, if, if, this, if this is real, if, if when you're reading about Jesus, if that's actually who he is, who wouldn't want him, right? But we have to make some decisions. And if you, it's when you trust him, it's when you, it's when you make that step of faith. And I'm not saying that you feel all the good feelings either when you make this thing. Like when I, when I said yes to Jesus, I had a glimpse into the kingdom. I had, I felt him for a moment, been like, well, I felt his love for me, for the first time. And I said, Lord, if you're that good, if that's who you really are, I'll trust you and I'll follow you. If that's who you are, I didn't. I said if I didn't have full blown trust in this thing, mm-hmm. right? But I, I took a step of faith, right? And we all do that. Right? When you're dating someone and you start to feel things for them, right? it's not like you know them 100%. You don't know where this thing's going to go, but you trust them enough to go on a next date with them. Right? It's just, it's having like, you got to have faith in some of this stuff. It's not like we, we treat this thing like it has to be 100% perfect. That's not true. That's just us coming up with, with stupid excuses. It doesn't make sense. Because we don't even do that with our own lives. So we need to keep our heart open. Like, as we're walking around, as we're, as we're making choices, as we're um, going to these huge life events saying, Lord, if you want me to, if you want me to turn around right now, I will. Like if God, like I want, I, I, this happens often, not like every week, but at least once or twice a month, I like, I verbally say, Lord, like if you want us to shut this church down, I'll shut it down. And I'm not saying because I'm looking to do that, okay? I just want my life and I'm, I'm hoping he doesn't, like he has a good answer, um, but I just want to hold stuff open. You want to hold stuff with open hands. Like everything we do, hold with an open hand. Our marriages, our finances, our homes, like our, our 
the United States, whatever you're holding on to, you know what I mean? Whatever we like really cling to, man, you gotta let that stuff go. And I'm not saying let it go, like, you know, it's not Elsa. Okay? Like, but let it, let it rest. You know, we gotta let stuff rest. Because when we, this, this type of stuff is idolatry, right? I mean, this is like almost like, but you know what I mean? Like this, like it is, like holding stuff really tight and stuff like that, that's you trying to control something. That's you saying, no, I'm not gonna let this go, God. I don't trust you with this. Right? This, I trust you with. And you trust him to, to do either great things with it or to take it away. Okay? And if he takes it away, you trust him who, you trust who he is, right? And so he's going to do something amazing with it. He's not trying to hurt you. He doesn't give us sticks and stones or snakes. Right? He's a good dad. Yeah. I'm going to stop there because I feel like God was on a really good roll and I don't want to mess it up. So, uh, we're going to move into worship. Yeah, do you have, do you, do you have, if you don't, Adam, you got a word for ministry time? I know, we were supposed to coordinate this better. Well, you guys start playing. I'm going to start. I'm going to go. If you have something, come up. Average. You guys go ahead. Go ahead and play. I'm going to do some some ministry. So, maybe it's maybe it's that um, maybe it's that like. I think there's something in the in the motion of like the fist holding thing, right? Like, in, in, so some of you guys, you need to take a, take a moment and you need to imagine that thing, like what you're holding on to, okay? Whether it's it, whatever it is, I, it could be really anything. We're we're very talented in uh, coming up with with things to hold on to really tight. But you just need to imagine like what what are you holding on to so much? What are you not trusting him with? And I want you guys just to like to think about it. And just say, Lord, like I want to submit this thing to you. And maybe that's your life. Maybe it's not just maybe it's not just a thing. Maybe it's your life. Okay? And if you've already like given Jesus your life, you can give him your life over and over and over and over. Okay? I do it all the time. I've been saved a bunch of times. Okay? But just imagine that thing that you're holding on to. Saying, God, I want to give this to you. I submit myself because I trust you, God. I trust you with this. And just open up your hand and ask him to do what he wants with it. Holy Spirit, right now. I pray you just show God. Show us what we're holding on to. Show us what we've we've made idols, God, what we've decided that we can control and that what we can handle. What we're trying to do under our own strength, God. God, we give you our dreams. We give you our our goals, God. We give you our perfect life, God. We give you uh, we give you that perfect family that we want so bad, God. We give you that perfect career, Lord. Whatever, God. Whatever we are just so interested in controlling, God, we just submit to you right now because we trust you. We trust who you are. And I pray right now, Lord, if that's, if that's anyone who just needs to, like, submit their life, to take a chance on you, God. Take a chance that you are as good as you say you are. 
Lord, I pray you just give them courage right now. Courage just to say, Jesus, I need you. I don't want to be plugged into myself anymore, God. I can't do it on my own anymore. Or just give them the strength just to make that decision. Say, Lord, I need you, Jesus. You died for me. You love me, and I need that love. I just want to encourage you guys this morning to um, don't just hold on to that stuff yourself. Like if there's something that you feel like God was saying, like, hey, like let go of that thing or, or something he's leading you to, you need to come tell all of us. Like come talk to me, Jeremy and Adam. Like you need to talk because that stuff, like, you know, especially the stuff that we hold on to tightly, we like to keep it in darkness. We like to keep it buried. Okay. And so the only way to actually help that thing heal is to actually expose it to light with people you trust. <coughs> right. So I encourage you guys to, you know, if you've submitted something to God today, I encourage you to come submit it to us too. And that way we can pray with you. We can partner with you in that. We can stand with you in that, okay?